Vision has just the right mix of music, inspiration and fun to kickstart your day. Rise and shine with Fel and DJ. Weekdays at breakfast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. As you know, the drought is really biting hard right across the nation. Our thoughts and prayers are with you in country towns around Australia, holding on until the rains finally come. Well, we're checking in today with one farmer in the drought-affected community of Gundawindi in southwest Queensland. Don Cranny and his wife Sue have been farming in the community there for the past 50 years. Don, a special welcome along to 2020. Um, and welcome to Vision Radio. Uh, it's just been a great opportunity to be able to share some of my thoughts with uh, your listeners today. Well, thanks for being available. And uh, as I understand it, Don, not only are you battling the drought conditions, but you're also recovering from a broken bone, an incident with a wayward sheep. Is that the case? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a ram ran me about 10 weeks ago, and it was only yesterday I felt like uh, I was... And, and and really, it was a long service leave after 55 years of farming. And uh, it was just, uh, I've had 10 weeks, and yet, yesterday was the first day after 55 years of farming and, and probably four years of drought that uh, I felt like, oh, my old, my old self was probably four or five, six years ago. So that little bit of a slowdown has given you a little bit of rest and recuperation and uh, you're almost thankful to the ram <laughs> because that ram was likely to become lamb chops. That's right, yes. Well, I don't know whether to go and make him um, patties or whether we I should go out and give him a big kiss on the nose because <laughs> my heart rate was down to 29 uh-huh. and the, the doctors were more worried about my heart than what they were about my knee after I'd operated on it. Don, let's come to drought conditions around your region there, Gundawindi, southwest Queensland. Uh, How do you reflect on how things are going? Other farmers, uh, the sorts of conversations you have, uh, how are they faring? Well, uh, the river stopped flowing. There's no more water in the dams, and the dams should have been expanded years and years ago as as they were planned. And... uh, um, so there's no cotton for Gundawindi in this district for, in the foreseeable future unless we get a terrific downpour. And not only that, but uh, our cattle numbers have been sliced. And I, I think, just talking to farmers, that they've, they've sliced them to the point of probably 90% of what they had uh, three or four years ago. And people have just, a lot of people have just gone completely out of cattle and might run a few sheep, uh, but even they have not had... Um, and that and their sheep numbers are down. But the biggest hit is crops. My son has got a farm, and he's got four thousand acres, and he hasn't had a crop for three years. And that's probably three or four crops that he could have got over that time. You know, normally it makes it hard to hang on. And I wonder whether, as you share, the drought has caused the dams to dry up and. Uh, there should have been bigger dams. This idea of infrastructure and the responsibility of government uh, to ensure that we have the right infrastructure in place to be able to maintain the necessities. I wonder whether you have conversations with farmers in your region getting angry about the way that the infrastructure has never been developed in order to be able to drought-proof any of the uh, regions around you. Um, and that's for sure. Now, 
there was a, a proposal to bring the Tweed, Tweed River back over into our system and it would have cost $4 billion to do it. And they considered that one year return on that uh, development would have brought back $3 billion. So in two years, they could have paid that uh, whole infrastructure off. And and then the Murray-Darling Murray system wouldn't have all these fish dying and farmers could be still producing, you know, adequate income from and keeping the towns alive. At, at the moment, we've got two, well, I don't know what the headquarters, but there's they've got uh, businesses in, in three different towns and there's something like 90 people have been put off over those two businesses in the country towns. Mm. And the effect, fly-on effect is just um, tremendous. It's just not tremendous, but it's just just damaging for the infrastructure of country, country people and country towns. When the rains eventually do come, any of these good ideas, any of those good plans, they all get forgotten very quickly, don't they? And then things change, another drought comes, and people come back to the plans, and then it rains. So how do you overcome that? You know, it's a, it's sort of a cyclical thing where uh, all the best plans get put on the back burner when the rains come. I think this is different. This is, uh, this is like, we, we've had a... Um Fires that have, in a rating of one to ten are up, up there in that ten. We've had a drought that's um, up there, like over a four or five years period, but it's it's up to to ten. The only difference is with a fire, you've got black colour and brown and brown colour for droughts. Now, this, these these fires are really going to hit our food basket from right up past Roma, right down into Victoria, and and I, I think the people in the city have. I'm just going to feel a pinch that they've never felt a pinch. And along with that, two big catastrophic uh, things that have happened worldwide is the swine flu and the Fukushima poisoning uh, the North Pacific with radioactivity. And, Neil, this this situation is, is never been... I've never seen it in, in 55 years of farming out here. We, we, we've always been able to just jump or limp along until the next next time but this this one's been a test for our farming communities over the last 40 years and ultimately every Australian is going to feel the pinch of that Don you've experienced some kindnesses while all this tough time is continuing uh, there's some operations that are happening uh, care outreach uh, rural aid uh, no doubt there's there are people there that are reaching out to farmers but uh, is it enough and uh, is it enough encouragement to keep going um, look what you need is that encouragement and i just like to um, encourage people to join up to rural aid and, and uh, come out and help our farmers they, uh, it, it, it's just a wonderful organisation we, we've had one church with five women come out and come out and give my wife a lift uh, as far as cleaning up uh, the homestead and, and our farm and just to come out for probably three or four days and get a fresh start that you can't get at because you're you're waking up in the morning you're you are on on speed speed zone really to try and get the feed out to all the cattle and then you've got to survive get home have a sleep and then psychologically start up again in the morning and that's been going for our, on our place for three or four years 
and other places it's been going seven or eight years. Don, you mentioned your son is farming and he hasn't had a crop for three years. The thoughts go to this idea of what happens generationally on the farm because, uh, you know, you mentioned you've been farming 55 years. We might do the sums on that and put you in your 70s. Uh, but you expect that your offspring will take over the family farm. But uh, is is there something that you can share with us about what might be happening even in your region? Uh, are the next generation ready to take on all these hardships? Um, look, it's it's... It's very hard for for farmers to um, give their their farm to their their children because it's one of it's, it's regarded as the biggest uh, system of child abuse that you can possibly have yeah. is, is to give your farm to the children. But look, I think there is there is a future because just recently we've been signing some free trade agreements with Asia. And we're going to have some a little bit of pain getting through this time because they're going to come in wanting food because of the swine flu and, and the and the fish situation in the northern hemisphere. But look, we need to get our farm farm generations back on the farm. They're all waiting there. They, these young people have left the farm. They get together. They congregate. My son was down in Brisbane before he came out. He had a landscaping business, and then he came out and bought land. And they get together and they just want to get back onto the farm. And we need to get these young fellas back there, but they need to come back with some hope. And and uh, I think our marketing program can be improved. You know, like that's the vision that I have for what we're doing out here is to start up a a better marketing product for uh, way of producing a better price for our product. And then we'll be get our young farmers back on the farm. So if you're looking at the big picture, uh, there are some things there that can keep you going if you are struggling right now to keep afloat because global conditions, as you say, actually look quite good. Uh, If you could just get a little rain falling on your crops, if you could just get a little rain falling and replenish those dams. Don, I know you like to reflect uh, spiritually uh, as a Christian man, as a farmer, you reflect on God's plan, and uh, I wonder whether you've got thoughts about the homestead in Australia having a special purpose in what God may be doing for the whole nation and uh, and a good reason there to, to actually hold on tight. What are your thoughts here? Well, we, we shifted the Gundawindi Hospital, cut up into 14 truckloads and uh, put it all back together, and we did it on faith, and God just moved miraculously, and in fact... Uh, we're up against it well and truly one time, and if we if gone if things had gone the way that they had planned, uh, we would have been up for tre- tremendous amount of demurrage. But God sent us rain and cut the roads off around Gundawindi for ten days, and in that time we were able to get out of that really tight area time. And what we want to do with the homestead, and this is a vision that we have, is to set it up as a trade centre so that. Um, farmers can come in with their and use high tech. Uh, and uh, we were just talking to a guy today and it gave us so much encouragement. We're putting on our own uh, solar system, uh, battery solar system, and we're, we're going to look at putting it on a, our own uh, Wi Fi system so we can connect with farmers. And then we, we're looking to put in 200 markers because there's 200 countries. And, and, 
and we we hope that farmers will will put forward sell their product into the homestead and we'll go chasing the world to find the best product and and this is what we need to do we need to to think globally so that we can put food on the tables not only in australia where we where where we are one of the most efficient farming communities in the world but also for people that are starving in other countries and we we need to to look at different ways of doing that because the world the world is changing rapidly and and uh, i think we're in for some uh rapid changes unless we keep up and keep our mind on what's the future not 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 the uh hurdles that we've had to jump over to get there well, Don, I know that people will be impressed to know that you're not just sitting there waiting out the drought, waiting for the rain to come, but strategizing for what happens when the rain comes. And in that inherently is this idea of hope. And uh, that hope comes when you are someone who has faith in God because it's in God and you know that the rains will come. And I know that there are people listening to us all around the nation right now who've been praying and asking God for that rain to come, not only the physical rain to replenish the land, but also a spiritual rain to bring faith uh, to Australian communities all over. Don Cranny, uh, just honour to you as a farmer in the Gundawindi community, uh, you and your wife Sue, and all those decades that you've been farming. And uh, you've got your son too, who's farming as well. Uh, Keep up the great work. And I know that there'll be those who are listening now and uh, you'll be specifically in their prayers. But farmers all over the nation, in country towns, holding on until the rains come. Don Cranny, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's been a a pleasure to spend this time with you. It's been, uh, and I hope that some people, and I just want to encourage farmers that there is a future and God has got this country in his hand, he didn't call it the great south land of the Holy Spirit for nothing. And uh, I, I think God's got a massive plan for this country, as, as well as he's got a massive plan for his people going back to Israel. Don, you you're a much. real encouragement. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.